0: Praised be Jesus Christ,
1: now and forever. I'm Alexandra Sullivan,
0: and I'm Father Connolly.
1: Welcome to Raising Saints, helping kids hear God's voice.
0: We're a priest and a mom who are eager to do our best to answer kids' questions about God, the church, the faith, and more. Most importantly, to help them to grow in their relationship with God, and ultimately, hear His voice.
1: Connolly, how are you today? I'm
0: I'm great, Mrs. Sullivan. How are you?
1: Very good. You had morning mass and confessions with the kids today, right?
0: Yes, yeah, it's our our way of getting the kids back. You know, we used to do once a month with the whole school, and um, we're not allowed to do that now. The the way it's all working out with numbers and all um, for the school system, but so we got a few classes at a time every week. Coming over for Mass and confessions. Um, always a, a beautiful experience. Um, bless me, Father, for I've sinned. I hit my brother with Hot Wheels tracks or you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. Um,
1: That's
0: great. Yeah.
1: So we so have it's a, been a good morning. Awesome. So we have a guest today, Patrick Sullivan. Yes. So we will introduce Patrick in a moment, but can you lead us in prayer first?
0: Sure. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Almighty God, thank you for all of your blessings. Thank you for this day. And thank you for this time together. Please bless our conversation and uh, may your spirit live in and through us. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So I think it's fitting for, for you, Alexandra Sullivan, to do the uh, introduction here of our, of our great guest whom we have on the show today.
1: Yeah, long-lost cousin, perhaps, way back when. <laughs> so we, we have Patrick Sullivan here, and Patrick is the founder of Evango, which is an evangelization ministry. And he also has a, a separate ministry specifically geared towards parents, which is called Me and My House which is helping parents to evangelize their children and catechize their children, which I think is a, a perfect dovetail with what we're doing here. So Patrick is here. Give, he'll tell us a little bit about his ministry and then he'll help us answer some of our questions. Patrick, feel free to introduce yourself. Tell Hello, us Alexandra.
2: Your Hello, Father. Yes, my name is Patrick Sullivan and we're not related as far as I know. Maybe we are, like you say, Alexandra, somewhere in the past.
1: Yeah, like 300 <laughs> I mean, years case. ago, right?
2: Exactly, right? <laughs> well. My job basically in the church is to uh, get out there and find ways to inspire and help the baptized live their faith and get back to that thing called evangelization. And one of the ways we primarily do that is we reach out to parents and we help them with techniques, with tactics. Uh, We help them to see their vocation in a way that brings joy and hopefully relief to know that you're not alone in this. This is hard. The vocation of parenting is difficult. And we know that and we accept that. And we also, by the way, we start with the premise that we know you love your kids. We need to say that because very often we parents, we beat ourselves up and we think I'm not doing things right. And look, we know you love your kids. It's just usually a matter of trying different things and talking with people about what could work, what might work if we tweak things a little bit. Mm -hmm. And that's why a podcast like this is so important. Because you're hearing from two people who love the Lord and are willing to talk openly about issues to help help you parents and you kids who are listening. Mm-hmm. So that's what we do. Um, my team at Evango, uh, we focus on evangelization. And right now, we're really trying our best to listen to the Lord and help you all, help you parents, and to help you little ones who are along for the ride.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a parent, um, we all come from so many very different backgrounds. So we may not have all the tools that we need in order to properly raise our children in the faith or catechize our children. Maybe perhaps we've been poorly catechized. Um, Maybe we are recent converts, whatever the situation, um, it can can be difficult and we we don't have all the answers. So this is a resource um, to help in that process.
2: So. Well, that's it. That's it. We always want people to say, oh, there's help. You're not alone in this. And sometimes we can feel like that because there's a sense out there that having children in the first place may not have been the wisest idea if you want your career and you want other things in this world. So we're here to say, hey, you have kids. This is wonderful. Mm-hmm. There's a dream you're fulfilling here. But well, we're here as a resource to help you with those things along the way. Questions about faith, questions about how to help your kids. Uh, how, do, how do I raise them at different ages? Uh, I myself have nine children. Right. Uh, my wife and I, we've, we've seen a lot. And we make sure that we stay connected with other families who have even more children with us. We want to see all varying perspectives. What's working, what's not working, why didn't it work? Um, So that's how I really hope that our listeners think about Evango and me and my house today Mm -hmm. that, Hey, there's this group of people I can reach out to and ask questions or take the uh, parenting challenge to kind of up my Mm -hmm. parenting game or take the program. If I really have specific questions and I want a long-term overarching approach, Uh, we're creating more and more resources to make parenting not easier because it will never be easy. Uh, You know, the faces in your homes, Uh, maybe to be more pleasant, I don't know, but to enjoy it. We certainly want you to enjoy the vocation God has called you to because when God calls us to it, it's honey. He's calling you to something sweet, but sometimes the honey is surrounded by bees that we need to deal with. And, And that's just the way the vocations go and that's okay. I like that you said
1: trying to find, uh, I think you said joy in the the parenting, because Mm -hmm. I think when you're in the nitty gritty day to day and, you know, I just have the three, but three is still Mm -hmm. a fair amount, you know, when you're in the midst of that and the one sibling is leaving out, you know, the two are paired against the one or whatever it is, you know, right, Father Connolly. Did that happen in the
0: Connolly household. You don't don't ask me. I'm the middle child, so don't ask me that question. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, mom. Uh, but Patrick, I I love I really love how you put it right off the bat so beautifully the, the vocation uh, to parenting and something I see um, working with couples who are engaged and, and planning for for their uh, wedding and their marriage. It's often the case there's not so much a sense yet that. Like maybe we'll get there. Mm. We're we're called to marriage, and that's what we're focusing on. You know, trying to remind them this—it's all it's—it's part and parcel with marriage. This beautiful vocation, God is calling you to be a parent, right? And and of course, we know there are times when that's um, not possible for one reason or another, but that nonetheless, we're we're created that way, Mm -hmm. right? To give life and to share in that work of. I mean, even us, I, I, I always feel that desire, right? To I, I would love to be a dad, you know. Um, that's why it's such a great honor to be called father. But um, I was talking with the young man who's discerning the priesthood the other day, and he said, "Yeah, but father, you know, I just really, really want to be a dad too." And I said, "Well, that's good. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's who we are. So just putting that perspective right at the outset that this is the vocation." as well, to be a parent. Um, it's, it's not just an, an extra that maybe you might choose, um, but that it, it's all tied in together in the great mystery of vocation of holy matrimony. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it certainly is. And I'm sure both of you have seen this before. The young couple comes forward and they describe to you uh, their unique love and this great dream that they have for their lives. And you can tell it's authentic and it's beautiful and, and well played with. And yet they leave out of that dream the gift that God wants to give them, the, mm. the gift that is so unique, so them that they will forever be united in this person into eternity. God wants to bless their union. God wants to say, this, wow, he wants the saints to give a standing ovation. But sometimes the young couples just hasn't heard it before that their dream could be even bigger. It could include this wonderful piece right we, we all have that my kids right now are very much into puzzles they'll look at the box i'm getting the little ones to look at the box there's a picture here that you just don't grab the pieces that you think will fit god actually has this puzzle and the picture is bigger than you thought and there are pieces that will actually bring it to completion well something similar is happening here god's looking at your love which is unique and beautiful and he's saying you know what we're going to do something phenomenal I have the pieces that will fit and if we start to look at our kids this way we'll realize that even though their lines and edges are a little off to us sometimes they're actually exactly what we need and (laughs) we're exactly what they need we fit.
1: That's very funny (laughs) and I see you smiling Father Connelly because he knows my kids very well and (laughs) sometimes. There's one in particular here.
2: <laughs> just <laughs> <don't>... one in particular? <laughs> and our house is like, oh, there's three of them doing it again. No, no.
1: <laughs> There's just always the one here. Yeah. He was definitely sent for a, a sanctifying process over here with me.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I love that. That's that's so, great.
0: Yeah. So, Patrick, I wonder if you would uh, tell us a little bit about um what does Evango do? What does uh, Me and My House do? What are some of the things, the practical ways that you're you're reaching out and uh, performing this ministry uh, of evangelization, particularly to parents?
2: Well, how about I do two things? I'll tell you what's available for people right now, what's mm-hmm. coming in a, in a few uh, months, and then talk about really what those things are doing for parents, if that's all right. Yeah, so the ahead. first thing yeah, is, if you. you're listening right now and you're thinking, you know what, I like what they're talking about, I, I would like to kind of engage in, and kind of up my parenting game and enjoy it more. Well, go over to our website, meandmyhouse.net, and and take the five day challenge. It's absolutely free. It's video based and it starts nice and easy, nice and slow, but it quickly builds. And we've heard from a lot of people like, Oh, I thought that was going to be easy, but you know what? It's day two, day three, I, I, I started questioning myself a little bit or, or whatever it may be. So do that. There are also resources that we have a full program. We have a blog, things you can read and hear other perspectives in the Catholic faith. How do I deal with a large family, small family, sibling rivalry, all that kind of stuff is in there. And then if you're looking to take a full-bodied approach, something that you can grow with and apply across your family and culture, then we do have a program for that. Now, we were just talking about earlier, uh, Mm -hmm. there's actually, and it's not really a secret anymore, but there's going to be a nationally televised show called The Parenting Challenge where we highlight my family, unfortunately for all of you, um, (laughs) but highlighting the joy of the Catholic faith in a family, in a family setting. So you'll see my kids and how we live it out. So look for that and please pray for that. So why is Evangel doing all of that stuff? Well, because we're trying to help you at home to really think through the family culture that you want and crave. So many parents right now would, if I asked you point blank, what do you need right now to fulfill your mission? A lot of you are going to say something like, well, I just would like some peace in my home. I really just like a day just, and we're very realistic. Please just one day. (laughs) well you can do much better than one day you could actually have the next 20 years and longer a peace filled home with as many children as as you dream mm-hmm. that's how god made us we crave that some of you will say well i wish there was more joy in my home it feels too rigid it feels like you know we, yes we do all the right things but it's not coming from a place of joy and good memory making well you can address that too and and that is possible so throughout all the programming and all the resources The idea is this, we want you to return to the joy and dream you had for your family from the beginning. And if that dream was just a little bit smaller than you envisioned, well, God's is bigger. Let's open up a little bit more. Let's stretch a little bit more and ask ourselves, what is God wanting for this marriage and these kids and all of us? Mm -hmm. In our house, we say the Sullivan family is, and we fill that in. Well, we're a missionary family. And that has implications for us rules follow that ways of living, follow that. Well, if we're a missionary family says my five-year-old from time to time, shouldn't we be reading the Bible more? That's the (laughs) kind of thing we want to hear from our kids. If you said, well, we're the, we're the joyful family. Then your kids are going to say, well, then mom, we're the joyful. Shouldn't we be laughing more? Mm -hmm. And together you start working side by side to create the environment that you actually mom and dad crave. And it's not nearly as difficult as we think. We just need to put the parameters up and some guidance up for our kids so that we can all get there together faster. So that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to help you parents at home and you kids who are listening to have that kind of family life that we all want. Hmm. I want peace. I want joy. And I want to 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when I'm a really old man, I want my kids to come and say, dad, I love how we were raised. And I'm going to say, why? Very wise. Maybe I'll move my spectacles and I'll say why. And they'll say, because we just, I don't know. I felt like there was love. It's like, we didn't fight. We just, it was, I don't know. There's just so many good things there. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm hoping for all of you. And I know it's possible because these are things that Jesus promised us. I give you my peace. This is a supernatural peace that we're meant through our vocations to live. Doesn't mean there won't be suffering, doesn't mean there won't be hard days and rough edges and pieces, we're not sure where they fit, but it does mean that we can achieve that peace and we can achieve that joy. Right. So it's there for all of us.
1: I, I think also sometimes we have a very short-sighted uh, vision for what we want. So we say we want peace, which to us means no bickering perhaps, or right. everyone getting along, sure. but it's so much more than that, right? It's, it's the 10 year old who reaches out to the five year old of her own free will, to help exactly. him with something or it's exactly. the, the eight year old making breakfast for everybody because he was up early, whatever it is. And, and, exactly. I, and I think, you know, we, we, we know that kids live up to what we expect of them. And I think our family can do the same. So if we expect, we have an expectation that our family will be the joyful family or, you know, whatever fill in the blanket it is, um, mm-hmm. then we can take the steps to get there. But if we have Absolutely. just a very short-sighted, like, well, just trudging through this, just got to get them out of the house kind of, kind of mentality, yeah. um, that's, that's going to reflect how our life in general looks.
2: Absolutely. What you're describing right now, Alexander, is the Band-Aid approach to parenting, right? And we've all been there. I just need a break or I, we just need to get there on time. And so we use the Band-Aid that works for now. Right. But when you use Band-Aids too often, they, they cease to stick anymore, and you start looking for larger and larger aids to help. But it's always this Band-Aid approach. Whereas, you're right, if we can put things into place to actually leave the Band-Aid solution behind, but it's, it's filling us in and getting us stronger, uh, binding us more uh, joyfully as a family, all that, now we're, we're on the right track and there are ways to do that for example we all know as parents we want to build a sense of piety among our children we talk about oh I hope my kids pray more I hope they uh, really even want to pray when mom and dad aren't forcing the prayer how do we do that well one of the quickest ways to help us think through that Alexander is to say what am I hoping their piety is for remember piety can be used in many different ways it can be medicinal meaning there's there's something wrong I need to fix so you're going to pick up a particular prayer or have particular conversations or look at specific bible passage to help you with that but it could also be just to help build up your strength right sometimes we we have to look at our spirituality and say what can i do right now to get stronger in the faith that's a very different kind of piety and of course there's the piety we employ to fight wars and fight battles there's something wrong here that we need to fix yeah call on our our blessed mother and do the things there so when we're talking about our kids and we sit down with them, we can say, what kind of piety do you think you need right now? Mm. And do not underestimate how powerful that is for a little person to hear from mom or dad, the people they love, their original heroes, right? Mm-hmm. Alexandra, you are your kid's original hero. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Before there were the capes and the spandex and flying around, there was mom. <laughs> right. And we have to return to that. When you sit down with them, they're thinking the superhero is sitting with me and she wants to know what I think you can say, what kind of piety do you think you need right now? Is it to get stronger? Is it to get rid of something that's bothering you? Or do you think we, we have a mission? We talked about that. We're the family that fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. Which kind of piety do you need? And the importance of doing that, regardless of how they respond, is that you're teaching them two very important things about the faith and about your family. The first is that they matter on the chessboard. They matter. I talk about raising saints, when an individual, no matter how young comes to know that their sanctity, their sainthood changes the game. It changes the game for the siblings. It changes the games for mom and dad. The universal church may be looking in 20 years time to you. And we didn't even know it. Mm. When they learn that their mentality changes, their approach to life changes, even when they're very young. And I have so many stories with my own kids to share in that regard. Yeah. We had a conversation just the other day with my um, my nine year old, and I didn't. Even, well, I was talking to my twelve year old. I didn't even know my nine year old was listening, and that's yeah. usually the way it goes, isn't right. it? The like right. others are kind of eavesdropping to hear. Well, he took the advice that we were talking. I was giving to my uh, older child. He took it upon himself, and I caught him doing this intense prayer. I said, uh, "Jonah, what are you doing? What are you up to?" Of course, I know he's praying, but I wanted to hear it from him. Mm. Where did he see his role in the divine plan? And it was beautiful what came out of his mouth. Mm. And we can do that very same thing. We change how they see themselves on the playing field, whether it's the chessboard or the great drama of life that God gives us. The second thing, though, it says, hold on, I must still remain connected to the family culture. I must still uh, remain connected to mom and dad and the church. I'm not in it alone. You Mm -hmm. see that I have a great Mm -hmm. role to play, but I'm not. In it alone. Right now I might need help because I feel something's wrong spiritually. Something I need to go to mom and dad. I need to go to father. I need to figure that out. The piety I'm getting is medicinal.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Or maybe I'm feeling really weak right now. And I just I just can't muster what I need to do what I need to do. And then we can talk about virtues. You can look to your siblings and say, you know, hey, brother, Tommy, can you help me with your virtue?
1: Right. And
2: that's so important. When we let our kids tap into their gifts their virtues, and recognize, quite honestly, they also have vices, and <laughs> things they need to tackle. Uh, we parents recognize that right away. Father sees that all the time, I'm sure. Um, but by having these very frank conversations, we make it obvious to them that they matter in the great drama that this family in, in the mission, and that they're still connected. They're not on their own. And in this time, specifically, isolation and the belief that I'm in it by myself, I have right. to figure it out by myself, is prevalent. Right. And I'm going to keep repeating it. Parents, mom, dad, you are not alone. If you're the grandparent looking after a child and seeming like you're raising them in the faith by yourself, you are not alone. Right? That's important. We belong to the body of Christ.
1: Yeah. And I think that idea that we're alone in whatever battle it is, is a, is an easy way to attack us, right? It Just mm-hmm. cut them down, make them cut off from their community, make them think they're, they're struggling on their own. Um, so we've already... You've already launched into the questions that we were going to uh, talk about today. But Father Connolly, we had a a few questions, as you know, from parents about um, helping kids making prayer a priority. So not just something that mom or dad puts on our our to-do list or that's something that we do in the school community, but then we don't do at home whatever the situation may be, mm-hmm. um, how do we how do we show them that prayer is a relationship with God? How do we show them that it's worth investing their time in? How do we take them to that next step where they embrace it as their own? So Father Connolly, maybe you can give us a couple of insights from the priestly arena, and then we can discuss with Patrick what, what he's
0: sure. seen. Sure, so, well, um, first thing that comes to mind, from my perspective, you, you, kids will say, well, why should I pray? God's not answering me, you know? And I always, first is always want to applaud their, their courage and their honesty to say that, right? I think that's on so many of the minds of our children. They just, either they don't think that, um, you know, we want to hear that question. So they're we're going to maybe get mad at them for even asking that or that we won't care or that we'll have, um, but to say, I tried to pray, and it seems like God's not interested. He's not. He's not answering me. I can't hear him. Um, the, or you know, maybe it's they're in a crisis. And well, Dad didn't get better, or um, this problem wasn't resolved. And, and these are very adult questions, really. But I just thank God for the kids who have the courage to ask them. Um, but I think that's a huge roadblock to prayer amongst our children. Um, Father, why should I pray? God's not listening to me. So what's the point? Mm -hmm. Um, So I always just, you know, I try to remind them just because he's not answering you in the way you want him to, doesn't mean that he's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, He loves you more than anything. And he knows what you need better than you do. And he knows what he wants for you. And and how he wants to uh, invite you to grow through all of this. And um, that would be at least a starting point, but it's all, it's a conversational. So there's not really a great kind of one-time answer. Here's the solution, kid. I got the answer for you, you know. Um, If you did, that
1: would be fantastic.
0: (laughs) I'd be writing down really quickly. (laughs) I know, I'd I'd be a best-selling author by now. That's right. (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But so just kind of starting, getting that conversation started. Um, And in a way, Alexandra, that's, isn't that kind of how our podcast was born, right? Helping kids hear God's voice. Mm -hmm. This is an ongoing thing. He's going to, he's going to speak to us, each and every one of us. Um, But often in different ways than we expect or anticipate. Um, How do we, start to listen for god to speak in his way according to his plan um i think though in in terms of this question you know why should i pray or um why should i pray more than simply maybe the grace before meals or when the teacher makes us pray in our father before class or something like that um conversation with god and all that um that it's my, I think my best answer is simply that it's an adventure, right? God is calling us on an adventure, and uh, I don't want to miss a moment of it. So if that means talking to Him, then that's what I'll do. Um, how would you, Patrick, how would you bring that kind of, you know, from the, the family perspective? Um, I'm sure that ongoing conversation is one that as a dad, you'd be able to have a lot more frequently, a lot more. Kind of um, consistently, than then I certainly would. I'd love to hear what, how that plays out in, in the family. And
2: do we mean thoughts. specifically in terms of how we help our kids to pray, or, or are we talking more in the question of right now, Father, they're not, God's not answering my prayers, or, or that. Which way do we want to go?
0: Uh, well, <laughs> I'm definitely interested in both. <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> okay, Wonderful. However, the spirit is moving you. Wonderful. Well, I, in terms of what you brought up, Father, and that question comes up a lot with kids. Uh, it comes up with my younger kids. It comes up with my older kids. And we in the home with our kids have an advantage over our spiritual fathers in that, as you mentioned, Father, we're with them, especially now, and we're around them a lot more. So in response to that question, you know, it just happened the other day, actually, with my 11-year-old, Dad, I'm asking, you know, I'm asking God this question. How will I know he, when he's going to answer it? Because it doesn't feel like he's answering it. And I can say, well, do you remember the other day at the table when I called your name and you just blatantly ignored me? <laughs> she sheepishly says, yeah. I said, well, you know, sometimes we don't respond to people for various reasons, right? Why didn't you respond to, to Dad when when I called you? Oh, well, I was in the middle of something. Okay, great. So it wasn't because you wanted to ignore me or dad's mean to you or, or mm-hmm. you don't like your dad or well no no I was just busy doing I wanted to finish exactly okay now God loves you much more than even mom and dad love you like beyond 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 is it possible that he's so hard at trying to do something beautiful and wonderful for you that he's just waiting for that right moment is that possible and again with an 11 year old you can go a little deeper right mm-hmm. uh for them it's like oh yeah that makes sense. Because I know in my own life, and dad just pointed out one very obvious example, I don't always quickly say what's on my mind or quickly speak. Sometimes the prudent thing is to wait. Mm. It's to wait, and that certainly helps. So I think some variation of that from moms and dads, depending on the age level, really helps. Because they know, and I've, with my older child, my 14 year old, uh, we have a few animals at our house because we have a little bit of land, and one of his ducks died. And he was quite distraught by it, you know, it really kind of rattled him. He said, you know, dad, I could tell that the duck was dying. So I I prayed to God that he would just, I know it's silly, but I want, you know, God intervene and resurrect this duck, you know, kind of thing. He said, why do you think that God wouldn't listen? I mean, is it, would it bring me harm not to? What would that matter? Wouldn't it, he would make me happy if he did it? <laughs> I would get my duck back, and it'd be, it wouldn't bother anyone if he just brought okay. this duck back. And again, we have this conversation. Well, hold on. God's dream for you is bigger than you can ever imagine. He's trying to give you the best, the biggest. He wants you to be the happiest. Now, what would you want him to do? Do you want him to give his dream for you, or your dream for you? Mm. Do you want Dad, yeah, the guy right in front of you, to give you what I know is best for you and I think is going to make you happiest or the little thing you're asking for and with younger kids more variations do you want the little cookie you're asking for because dad just made a cake and (laughs) mom just bought some frosting you didn't know about those did you right but you're telling me you want your cookie right right so we can use variations of it to say hold on this is built on trust at the end of the day do we trust that God loves us. And with older kids, I, I look them right in the eyes and I asked that very pointed question, do you really trust that? Mm-hmm. Because mom and dad are trying to. And every time we've our, our faith has been tested and we trust, wow, does God outdo our expectations? Right. And beautiful, joyful things are worth waiting for. So that's how we generally approach it in the Sullivan mm-hmm. household. And yeah. I've seen that kind of general approach work with varying families, but it also takes parents who are willing to use examples from their own lives with their kids that right. they may not want to share in other you know, formats. Right. Do you remember when Sally, you did that thing or that happened? Well, that's kind of similar here, isn't it? And right. we can do that. We have that kind of advantage. Uh, so how's that for a, for a start on that?
1: Question? I love that. That's, that's yeah. great actually. Like, you know, just the, the idea that God has so much more planned and that we can't see that. And so, you know, how, how is this fitting into the bigger picture? It's a good perspective.
2: And so. I think it's something kids easily get. Can I throw in one more? Yeah, please. I, I was watching my older daughter. She's getting really into art and drawing right now. And she started this picture on a blank page. And it looked pretty good. I mean, she was just in the center of the page starting this thing. And my, my little one came by, um, my, my five-year-old, and she wanted it, which is fine. I mean, she wanted it. Like, and she was trying to convince her older sister um, that, yeah, can I have this? It's, I mean, it's beautiful. I want it. And my older daughter was trying to say, no, no, it's going to be better. It's going to be better. I'm not done yet. No, I want it now because it'll look good on my wall next to my bed. And I was just watching this dynamic of give me the picture now. And the other oh. saying, no, no, no. You can have it when it's done and you're going to love it. But I already want it. I already love it. That's what's at play in our homes all the time. Mm-hmm. God's trying to paint in the whole picture for you. But sometimes we see a doc that we want resurrected or (laughs) we have a specific (laughs) prayer that's really important to us yeah and we're saying i need it now and god's saying no no be patient it's going to be 10 times
1: right right and and that's it's a hard lesson even for adults i mean i I find myself questioning all the time like why haven't you done this thing that i've been praying Mm -hmm. for for so long um and and you know, so, so being able to have those experiences and transfer them over to being able to explain that to children is, is mm. it's trying, but it's it's worth the effort. So I guess one thing I'm thinking about, go ahead, Father Family.
0: Oh, sorry, but just um, that makes me think too, I mean, in terms of helping our kids to foster a life of prayer, not just to pray in this moment of, of crisis or um, of great need, but, why should I stick with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love those examples, right? It's going to be better. Or don't you want some of the cake that I made instead of just that? I mean, don't you, don't you want to see where this is going to lead? Don't And I, I um, I think about reading a good book, right? And I think that's yeah. something our kids can relate to for sure. Yeah. You know, I used to, when I would have a really good book going when I was a kid, and it wasn't often because I didn't love to read as as a child, um, like I do now, but once in a while I got hooked onto something and I would sit in school all day, just thinking about that book, completely distracted, you know, and I can't be parted from it. I want to see where Mm -hmm. this is going. Um, that's, that's kind of the spiritual life too. I was just praying this morning, Lord, what are you leading me into here? What, what, what could you possibly have next after, you know, these uh, couple of years so far, priesthood have been so jam-packed with with all kinds of, as I said before, adventures, good and bad, and, and you know everything. What on earth could you have in store? I I, I can't wait to see it. You know, yeah. it's just so. Um, just kind of extending that that uh, that image, then stay stay with God. Um, keep keep praying every day you know at every moment because gosh if you don't you just want to see where he's leading
2: you yeah know? the adventure again i love it uh the kind of the motto for the me and my house program is let the adventure begin mm. because that's what this is parenting is our vocation regardless yeah. of the vocation is meant to be an adventure yeah. And what would an adventure be without, you know, trials and tribulations and struggles? And I, that's part of it. Mm-hmm. And very often when we're in the thick of it, we just want to kind of, we want to get through the land of Mordor already because <laughs> yes. it's, not, it's not pleasant there. Um, but, uh, you know, I remember reading uh, Lord of the Rings to my, my kids, my four oldest, when they are just little guys. And I would tell them, just wait. Just wait, just wait, don't worry. And we got to the part where, I apologize if you're listening right now, you haven't read this far in the, the series yet, but where Gandalf dies. Yeah. And I remember my kids weeping. Just weeping. Why, Dad? Why? (laughs) And I remember trying to because it was a shock to me. How do I deal with this? But I remember saying, just wait, it gets better. Wait. Right. Enjoy the adventure. And that's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. Right? The vocation we're called to is an adventure. And this is a good reminder for us parents. Wait, it's going to be okay. Uh tap into the body of Christ, to the community, to our me and my house resources. This is something, when you look back at it years from now, you're going to go, wow, do you remember when? Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, uh, some of the best parts are going to be in the thick of Mordor. You're going to feel yeah. like, okay, Sam just picked up Frodo. Why? Oh, mm-hmm. and, and those are going to be moments that you you kind of highlight in your brain that are yeah. really worth it. And same mm-hmm. thing is in family life. It yeah. really is. Yeah. I, I might add in here, one things I always say uh, for parents, because we do have this struggle and this fear almost that we want to make sure our kids take a prayer of their own initiative and it really Mm -hmm. comes from their heart. One of the things I found to be most effective is to actually ask them two questions. And I ask these uh, two questions to my kids, usually in mass, um, as early as they can talk. So, I mean, you're talking like barely audible sounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll lean into my two-year-old and I'll say, who are you praying for? Mm Mm-hmm. And from my two-year-olds, from my three-year-olds, I just lean in. That little, who are you praying for? And they, it it stops them short. Dad wants to know who I'm. Who am I praying for? And again, I say they can barely speak. They might say, "Dada, hmm. Mama." There's comprehension, right? Always precedes articulation in the language. So they get it. How do I say? It? Well, mommy is that, and anyone else? Uh, and they start naming their family. That's so important. Mm. taking a look at the people God has given them and saying your mission here matters. What you do with your life, your thoughts, your actions matters to these people right around you. So I encourage parents, if you haven't started yet, start asking that question, who are you praying for? Mm -hmm. I love that. The second question is just as important in some ways. uh, It just kind of, if we're talking about launching a rocket here, the first is setting up that rocket. This is what really ignites it and takes off is when you can turn your kid next, reflect on it for those brief seconds in church or mass, whatever it is. And then you kind of turn back and say, okay, but how are you praying for it? Mm -hmm. That how question really does something to the human soul. Because it doesn't mean I'm just going to do what mom and dad do. Mm. Well, I was just at prayer, done. Checklist, done. No, it means you are an inventor and God is the great creator. Get to inventing a way to best pray in your own style and method for the people you love and have identified. Mm-hmm. And I've seen some pretty cool stuff happen yeah. with my own kids and many other kids when they start getting that how question. Right. At first, it'll look something like this. And I know our audience can't see us right now, but you know, the little hands ones put hands how are you bring them? Hands come together. Yeah.
1: yeah. And
2: we shake our heads and we say, no, 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 silly, that's not what I mean. I mean, are you going to tell God how you love them today? Mm-hmm. Are you going to not do something fun just to point out to God, I love daddy so much. I'm not going to do that fun thing today. Help daddy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And you give them a couple of ideas and ask them this frequently. And Alexandra, all the stuff yeah. our kids come up with. Yeah. Uh, Mind blowing sometimes. Right. My uh, three-year-old, this is many years ago now, after hearing this question very often, he disappeared from, or actually I was calling them to the dinner table and he wasn't, he wasn't coming. And I was kind of worried, three years old, he maybe hurt himself somewhere and no one noticed or something. I don't yeah. know. We parents would beat ourselves up in those moments. <laughs> oh, what have I done? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I found him in our uh, living room with a blanket over his head, like a little lump on the floor, just covered with a blanket. Mm-hmm. And I said, Benjamin, is that you? And I saw the little blanket nod. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? You're supposed to be at the dinner table. It's family time. We yeah. pray, we eat, we talk. And the blanket moved a little bit more and this hand rose up just kind of beside the blanket. He was still covered, the rest of them. And he turned around and he a rosary fell out. Oh. He had figured out in his own little way that the way to help those he loved and was trying to pray for was to go to a quiet, he must've heard this in various ways, mm-hmm. go to a quiet place, go to a place where you won't be interrupted, go to a place that you feel safe. He went to his blanket yeah. and he just right here and you know, and he just started and he couldn't <laughs> articulate it. Right. But that's what he was doing. It was wonderful. I mean, how do you yeah. get mad at that as a parent? No, right, right.
1: Right. But it's if you wrong did, wrong then you Sunday feel Sunday. really bad. <laughs> yeah.
2: That's right. That's like, right Oh wrong. man. <laughs> So those are the the two questions I found that have really given us the most mileage for getting our kids from point A to point B and really putting on their heart. I can't, daddy can't do this for you. Mommy can't do this for you. You are the missionary that God is sending the world. You are the saint that God is calling forward. And I'm so, and then we need to do this parents. We need to do this padres. I'm so excited for what God's going to do through you for the world. Can you say that to a young person? yeah oh watch the fire ignite
1: yeah
2: i'm excited what god, and be genuinely excited I, wow i have nine kids you have three alexander yeah. what is god gonna do through these kids in 10 20 30 years it's crazy that's, that's a yeah. bomb of grace on the world that's right. exciting and we have to convey that, that excitement to our kids so that they start thinking yeah what does that look like Ooh. what does me as a saint do and sometimes just for fun i'll say i wonder what your holy card is going to look like (laughs) and then for fun if i'm really being a bad dad i'll draw it out for them
1: that's not what i look like (laughs) oh those are great questions i actually have never i've never really thought about that in that particular way of course we we spend some time focusing on um who they saw god through um Mm -hmm. and and where where that where God is working in our day, but thinking about more of a missionary nature and how our lives are so interconnected, I think for certain personalities, it could be the key too. I mean, all, all, all of us are called to that, but you know, there's we, we each have different charisms too, and mm-hmm, some people mm-hmm. are just so infused by intercessory prayer and, and that mission to pray for the people in their lives. And I think we often forget as parents that what works for me or what works for dad is not necessarily going to be what works for you. When right. we're each calling, like you said, to our to different kinds of piety and, and what's going to work in each situation. And I love being able to um, encourage them to find that thing that that is for them. So
2: exactly. I really appreciate exactly. this
1: conversation. This has been, I, I mean, i i found it really helpful. Connelly, oh, I'm, right?
2: I'm having a lot of fun. You <laughs> yeah, two are yeah. lovely. <laughs> and I think in all three of our households right now, there's no kids running around at the moment. So it makes it even better. It's shocking.
1: <laughs> well, Father Connolly is the kid in his household.
2: So. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, right? Yeah, that's you're, pretty true.
1: You're just barely old enough to be on this show right now. So.
2: Oh, really? Yeah.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh, um, so, all right, well, Patrick, so
0: I... thank you. Thank you so much.
2: Well, thank you, Father. This was a real it's, joy. It's it really been was. such a
0: pleasure. Yeah. Um, and I know I, I feel excited now about just my own Good. holiness and st- striving for that and, but helping, uh, helping our families.
1: Like think about so, when you have, when you have the kids again, and you can say to them, like, talk to them about like, how are you praying for the people in your life and, and, and what, what kind of yeah. saint are you called to be? Like, yeah. those are great questions for children. So, yeah. yeah. Patrick, thank you for being here today.
2: Oh, thank um, you, Alexander. Thank you, Father.
1: We do this. We, we have a quick couple seconds. If you want to participate, we try to do at the end of each show, how we experience God's presence in our life during the week. We call it how I heard mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. So we'll get, we'll let you go last. If you want to think about it for Sure. A okay. Um, Father Connelly. Alexandra
0: wants to go first.
2: <laughs> Is that what I'm hearing?
0: <laughs> yeah, she wants to go first. Okay. For
1: right. sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not prepared. I'm, she always makes
2: me go first.
1: Okay. Well, all right. How, <laughs> how, how have I felt God's presence this week? Um, so it's, it's a very, very, uh, you know, not deep sort of thing, but um, where Christmas is just a few short days away—what, nine days from Christmas—and the kids have decided that they need to get each other gifts. So we don't always do this because you know it's a lot to for kids. We often do a Secret Santa swap, but we just didn't this. This year's been so weird. Um, so each of them have come to me and sat down and done some Christmas shopping for each other, and I've noticed how they've actually really thought about what that thing is that their sibling would like this year oh,
0: that's cool. and i
1: just i just think that that's such a beautiful expression of their love for each other that they're thinking about you know what the other person would really cherish so of course it's not about the gift right it's about the thought behind it and i and i love that they're thinking through those things
0: father so. cool. Connolly, cool. what about you yeah well actually very very similar um, uh, just have uh, been floored by the, the insights I've gotten from from the kids both here at the parish and at the uh, the high school where I go spend some time and um, just outwardly they often tend to kind of put up a, a wall and you know put on a, not quite a persona, right, but you both know that these, especially as they're getting into their teen years, it's, well, oh, I have to kind of play it cool, I have to be this way, I have to, be... but I have such a, you know, just a a, a privileged kind of um, opportunity when they actually let that wall come down and talk to me, and, and I hear, I mean, such deep, profound um, spirituality there, and love of God, and of their families, and, and, um, you know, just being with them and and praying with them and for them it has been such a joy and definitely a way in which God has been moving in my life.
1: That's a nice, unique perspective that you get to have, especially being in the high school there.
0: It's it's awesome. It's
2: great. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, it's
0: true.
1: <laughs> so, Patrick, would you like to participate here? Can you? Share? Yeah,
2: I would. I would. I was uh, there's a couple. You know, I'll call them memories. They're in the past, not too long ago. Um, it really made me pause and, and just thank God. And one of them, I'll bring up this one. A couple of days ago, mom and dad were having a really hard time. It was just one of those days where we couldn't get enough sleep, where everything seemed to be going wrong. Parents, I'm sure, can relate to this. And no matter what we tried, they would fail or be stop short or whatnot. And there was a moment where we just kind of sat down and kind of, our, you know, our hands went to our heads like, okay, Lord, you need to take over because we're struggling. And in that moment, our four-year-old came out of nowhere, just kind of ran into the room. And he's a spunky little fellow, this guy. Mm-hmm. He's the one bouncing off the walls in any room he's in. But he just stopped and he looked at uh, my wife and I, and he just kind of jumped up and tried to hug us both in his arms. Aww. And he, you know, brief little hug from him. was like, what? That's, that's amazing. And then he said, he said, cause you're not alone. And then he just ran out of the room. Oh, wow. And for us, it was like, oh my gosh, God is so good. Yeah. God is so good. Yeah, You know, because that's the temptation we all face, whatever the vocation that at those moments when we're in Mordor feels like we're all on our own and yeah. we're not, we're not.
1: Yeah. That's beautiful. Kids have a, a really awesome way of letting the spirit guide them in those moments.
2: Yeah. Those, those
1: moments happen more often than we even notice. Right.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Well, thank you so much for being here, Patrick. And, uh, thank you look forward to your reality show in the near future. <laughs> I, I'm, well, I'm pray excited pray for me. Yes, we'll do.
0: Yes, right. we will. And, and everyone be sure to check out evango.net and, me and my house and and all of these, these good things Patrick and his team are offering uh, the church and the family. All right. Until next time. Thanks again, Patrick. and, And God bless you, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Raising Saints. We hope you've enjoyed this episode and learned something about the faith, the church and God. Most importantly, we hope you've heard God's voice as he calls out to you in love, as he calls you to a friendship with himself as he calls you to be a saint. Until next time, God bless you.